Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Our subject this week is authority. You made the point on yesterday's programme, Colin, that here in the UK there's always been a battle between understanding spiritual authority and secular authority. And you said that we have to understand as Christians the clear distinction between these. And today I think you're going to be talking about the nature of spiritual authority. Yes, this has been a conflict not only in this country but the world over. Uh, I mean, the the popes in centuries ago wanted world dominance in their uh, in the exercise of their authority. And so um, this has been a, a problem that has afflicted nations, not just our own nation. But yes, we're going to we're going to focus today on the nature of spiritual authority. Now, I said yesterday that all authority comes from the Lord Jesus Christ, and we saw the principle that we can only have authority because we're submitted to the Lord's authority. So let's be very clear about this: those in secular authority those in government and, and positions of, of importance, whether it's in, in, in uh, government, royalty, or whatever, they have absolutely no spiritual authority. Your position in government doesn't give you any spiritual authority. All spiritual authority comes directly from the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we need to also make it clear that you do not get authority from your position in the church. You can have people that are uh, call themselves all kinds of things, uh, apostles, pastors, teachers. They will never get authority simply from the position that they're in. Your position doesn't give you authority. Only God gives you authority. Therefore, the amount of authority you can exercise in your position will be dependent upon how submitted you are to the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. So what you want is a pastor who is so submitted to the Lord in his life that the Lord's authority can be expressed through his pastoral leadership of the church. The fact that he has a position as pastor or priest or vicar or whatever does not in and of itself give him spiritual authority. Now, when people in a position try to exercise authority without being given that by God, they end up by being authoritarian. And when you're authoritarian, you become manipulative, you are doing the very thing that Jesus warned against, you are likely to lord it over people, or you just will not have any authority that is recognized by people, so they won't take very much notice of what you say because you're just a functionary instead of somebody who possesses real spiritual authority. And that's a real problem, isn't it? It's a problem in, in many places. But I said this is the trouble about talking with it, about this subject, that you can't just take what is said in the Scriptures and apply it to every situation because that situation has to be in a right relationship with God for that spiritual authority to function. So I'm trying to express something that's quite complicated now and putting it as simply as possible. So you see, 
every believer is to have authority. God expects us to pray with authority. We are to speak to mountains and command them to move. We have authority to bind on earth whatever is bound in heaven. We have authority to release on earth whatever has been released from heaven. We are given the authority to forgive sins, and so on. We have the authority to heal the sick in the name of Jesus. God has devolved to believers a great deal of authority. And all, all those aspects of authority that I've just spoken about are uh, aspects of authority given to every true believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, every person who's born again filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Though, though those elements of, of authority are not the province of leadership, but of every believer. Now, God desires those aspects of authority, therefore, to be expressed in every Christian. The reality is that it's only in as much as people are submitted to his authority that they're able to express that authority. So let me just give you one or two examples. Um, you can forgive sins so long as your sins are forgiven. So you have to come to the Lord yourself with confession of sin, know that you're forgiveness, and then you can forgive others. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. You see, it's, it's the two things interrelate. If, if we are in a state of unforgiveness, that actually robs us of the ability to exercise the authority that God has given us, not just in, in terms of forgiveness, but in other ways too, because if we're not forgiven, then God does not forgive us, Jesus says. And therefore, you know, you're just robbed of your spiritual power. So the more you submit to the power of God, the more of his power can be exercised in your life. Now, I can express that really within terms of belonging to the kingdom of God. All of us who are Christians are part of the kingdom or the rule or the reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, the kingdom of God is not over here or over there, but the kingdom of God is within you. Now that means the rule and reign of God is within you. That means the authority of God is within you. That means that first and foremost, Jesus Christ has to reign over us. If he reigns over us, then he can reign in us. And if he reigns in us, then he can reign through us. Now, we exercise authority in the way that Jesus Christ can reign through us over sin, over sickness, over death, over problems, over demonic powers, over the devil, over temptation. You see, we can exercise authority and have victory in all those areas so long as we ourselves allow Jesus Christ to reign over us and in us, then he can reign through us. Now, if he reigns over us, what does that mean? It means we're subject to him. He is the Lord of our lives. Therefore, our intention is to live our lives in obedience to his word and 
under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. So the key to the exercise of authority is obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. The more you obey him, the more obviously you are subject to him, the more you recognize his authority. Disobedience goes directly against the authority of God and the authority of his word. The reason why there is so little power and authority in many churches today is because they are not subject to God's word. They actually teach and promote things that are in opposition to God's word, and that robs the church of its power and authority. And authority and power are very closely linked in the New Testament, as we will see later this week. So you see, if if God is allowed to reign over us as individuals, he's also got to reign over us within the body of Christ, within the churches to which we belong. Uh, a church that's going to be a church of authority and power is they're going to be subject to the Lord Jesus Christ, not just in name, not just in theory, but in reality. The people in that congregation honor the word of God, not just by studying it, but by obeying it. They honor the Holy Spirit, not just because they want to experience and manifest gifts of the Spirit, but because they want to be led by the Spirit as the sons of God. Those who are the sons of God, the Scripture says, are led by the Spirit of God. So lots of people want authority, say, oh, Lord, we need more authority, we need more power. Well, the key to that, then, is to be more subject to God's authority. As we saw yesterday, the Roman centurion understood that to have authority, you've got to be under authority. He was under the authority of his superior offices. Therefore, he could exercise authority over all the troops and servants that were under him. And it's the same with us in relation to God. If we are subject to the Lord Jesus Christ, then we can exercise authority. We can rule. We can reign over those things that he has put under us. And Jesus was very clear in his teaching about all those areas where we can exercise that authority. So being subject to the Lord Jesus Christ, again, I've got to emphasize not just in theory, but in reality. You realize that this, therefore, has to be a heart thing, because God does not look on the outward appearance, but he looks upon the heart. And he knows how submitted we are to him in our hearts. So, you see, it's not just a question of uh, somebody with authority is going to have great charisma. You know, natural charisma is not necessarily going to be uh, a natural leader. He's not going to necessarily be that someone that stands up the front and shouts and stamps and, and jumps around because authority can be exercised in a very quiet way. But where there is real spiritual authority, the demons recognize it. And now this is very important because Jesus, Jesus taught considerably about this and, of course, exercised power over demonic forces. You see, if we have authority, then we can exercise authority over other spiritual powers because their powers are less than the authority of God that he gives to us. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 